My name is Pastor Gail Crock. I am president and co-founder of Spiritual Care Consultants of West Michigan. And my partner is Dr. Troy Carlson from Family Tree Medical, and he's the co-founder of Spiritual Care Consultants with me. I just want to open this time uh, with a word of prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for this day. I pray that we would be able to talk about the things that are truly important to the spiritual care process. Lord, let our words be your words in Jesus' name. Why was spiritual care started and why was it designed and developed the way it was? And I think, I think for generations to come, answering those questions are truly important because I know and I believe Dr. Carlson would tell you the same, that there are things that we did and developed and put in the process of spiritual care that we would like to stay in the process of spiritual care because we think they're important and we'd like them to stay in there for generations to come. And so I'm going to go back a little bit before spiritual care started and give you some backstory uh, behind all this in my life. I'll share with you this. I was a senior pastor for nine years. I did uh, about five years in the Wesleyan Church, a few years in the Assemblies of God, and then I did some work as a hospital chaplain and between three medical centers. And you know, I never thought about starting uh, something like spiritual care. Never was in the back of my mind. Never thought about it. One day in the year 2000, I was up in Indiana and I was in a prayer room. And I was in there praying and there was a little grandma in there praying. And when all of a sudden, when the grandma was done praying, um, she walked up to me and said, I believe the Lord has something for you. I saw something when I was praying for you. Now, in my life, I knew that when a grandma speaks to you, you listen. Because if a grandma's been praying and they hear something from the Lord and they come over and they want to give it to you, I want to listen up. And this lady didn't know me from anyone. And she come up to me and she said, you know, I see you uh, starting an organization. You're going to be really good in business. You're going to do consulting and she gave me this really nice word from the Lord, and I really liked it, but there was only one problem. I didn't see how it could ever come to pass, because I didn't think I had anything I would be able to use to consult on. What did I have? And I, at that time, um, I didn't see anything. Now, fast forward uh, to the year 2007, in uh, November, September of 2007, and Dr. Carlson and I are in a Bible study. And it was a Bible study that was being held at Pennock Hospital, which is now Spectrum Pennock Hospital. And uh, Pastor Dan Curry was in there with me and a few other doctors. And after the Bible study one day, uh, Dr. Carlson, we were talking afterwards about what he felt was missing in his medical practice. He felt like there was just something more that was needed. He said, there's just some things you can't give a pill for. And he said, well, maybe I need a behavioralist or something like that. And I said, no, that's not what you need, Dr. Carlson. And he goes, well, what do I need, Gal? I said, you need a spiritual care consultant. And the minute I said those words, the Lord reminded me of the grandma in the year 2000 that had a word for me in a prayer room that I didn't see ever could come to pass. And I knew we were in the middle of a God moment. 
And Dr. Carlson stopped and he goes, hey, I like the idea. What do you think one would do, Gail? And I went, oh, no, I just got myself into a job. You know, because I didn't want to do counseling and I didn't want to do healing ministry anymore. I didn't want to do any of that anymore. But I said, Lord, the Bible says in Isaiah 9, 6, you are the wonderful counselor, the mighty God, and the prince of peace. And I said to the Lord really quietly in my heart, if you help me help them find peace, we'll do whatever spiritual care looks like. And so then Dr. Carlson said, I like the idea. And he goes, I use consultants all the time. And he goes, I know, Gail, spiritual care consultants of West Michigan. And I thought, whoa, whoa, wait a minute here, Dr. Carlson. We haven't even out of the, gotten out of the gate, and you're in West Michigan already. You know, doctors are visionaries. And so, and so he said, you want to develop it? And I said, yeah, I'll develop it. So what I did is, I said, the first thing I do need to do is I need to form a board of directors. He said, who are you going to get on the board? I said, ah, really don't know. I work in a hospital. I'm a chaplain. So I went and I asked a gastroenterologist. He said, yeah, he would be on the board. I got a therapist. I got a pastor. I got another doctor. So before you know it, we had a full board of directors, and the ministry wasn't even started yet. We hadn't even gotten off the ground yet. And then uh, God provided an attorney to do all the 501c3 non-paperwork for us. And we began to meet as a board talking about what it is that spiritual care might be about. And since I didn't want to do what I did before, I really didn't know what I was going to do. Isn't that a terrible situation, not knowing what you're going to do? And so we just decided to get some measurement tools in place because you know when you work in a medical setting, everything has to be measured. you got to be able to show your success. Once we got a few tools together, uh, then we began to start spiritual care. Dr. Carlson decided to give me a quarter of his break room, and there was a curtain drawn across the quarter, and there was one chair, me, I had my Bible and a legal pad. That's all we had. That was it. Because I wanted God to show me a new way. And I asked the Holy Spirit to reveal it, to show it to me. You know, that's the Holy Spirit's job, right? He's to reveal to us the deep things of God and show us what's to do. He is our mighty counselor. So I sat there waiting for my first patient to come in, our first client. And I didn't know who the first client was being, to be honest with you. I really didn't know what I was going to do, what the Lord would have me to do. Until there was a knock on the door, and Dr. Garber came in with a patient, and we sat down and we began to talk, and God began to show me what he wanted me to develop as what spiritual care would be, what the process would look like. So over the past 13 years, we have developed a process of healing that now is called the heart of healing, because God's heart is to heal you. So we began to develop a healing process. And over the next two to three years, he showed me components that would be in the healing process. And I began to develop those components as we went along. Then a team gathered around me and began to help me with editing and the different things we needed to do in developing the spiritual care process. 
One of the big things we often talk about at Spiritual Care is the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit, He is the secret sauce of spiritual care. And I want to say this right in the beginning. Jesus Christ is always to be the face of spiritual care, never taken out. In fact, we were doing the inner healing not too long with a young lady. And in the inner healing process, all of a sudden, she saw the face of Jesus. And when she did, the Lord brought powerful healing to her soul and released her of the pain of the past. You see, I can't heal anyone, but Jesus can. He made us, he knit us together in his mother's womb. He can heal us. And so Jesus is always to be the face of spiritual care. And the Holy Spirit is the secret sauce that really makes it all work. Without him, without his presence, all we have is the process. But if we have the Holy Spirit and we have the gifts of the Holy Spirit, now somebody watching might say, well, now you've done gone and crossed the line. I thought, well, no, I really haven't. But listen, you have the Holy Spirit and the gifts, we look like, we look at them like they're tools in our tool belt. They're there to help us in the healing process. I remember one day we were doing inner healing with a young man and we weren't, we weren't really getting anywhere. But I kept seeing a, a picture of a black dog and it seemed so ridiculous. And so finally I asked the young man, I said, as you've been talking, I see a picture of a young dog and the young man just began to break down and cry because his young dog had been killed two days earlier and that was the very thing that opened him up in the sessions with us. I know that sounds ridiculous, but sometimes we just push off the Holy Spirit when the Holy Spirit really wants to help us. And his gifts are supernatural, and they're given to us to help us. And that's the second thing that should never be taken out of the spiritual care process, the Holy Spirit and his gifts. Oh yeah, but there is a third thing too. The Word of God. We believe that the Word of God is the inerrant, infallible, amazing, awesome Word of God. And you need to know the Word. Why? You need to know the Word because you judge everything by the Word of God, whether it's from God or not from God. So knowing the Word is really important. What if you're in session and you have someone that's really depressed and God has a scripture He'd like to give them, but you've not been studying the Word. Well, if you've been in the Word, he can, the Holy Spirit, there's that Holy Spirit again. The Holy Spirit can bring the Word of God to your remembrance and show you what He wants you to say, what He wants you to do at that time. It could be the very thing that is, causes a major, a major breakthrough in the session. So you need to know the Word of God. Like I said, it's all about the presence of the Lord. As I was developing this process, the Lord gave me a scripture. Isaiah 63, 9, and here's what it says. In all their affliction, he was afflicted, and the angel of his presence saved them. In his love and in his pity, he redeemed them, and he carried them all the days of old. Isaiah 63, 9 says that there is an angel called the angel of his presence. And one of the things the Lord shared with me was, always pray that that angel of my presence would be with you in every session that you have. 
and you will see amazing re results. One time we were doing inner healing with a young lady, and the Lord was powerfully touching her in the inner healing time. And all of a sudden she reacted and said, all I can see right now in session is a big white angel standing in front of me. And the presence of God was so tangible in the room, God was removing the pain out of her soul and setting her free. Now, Hebrews 1.14 says that angels are ministering spirits sent forth to minister to those who shall be heirs of salvation. That lady sitting in that chair was an heir of salvation. And Jesus cared about her. You know, we had angels come and minister to Jesus in the garden when he was under great duress. Angels are all over in the scripture, but they're never to be focused on. The, Jesus is our focus. And the word of God is our foundation. And so his presence, I think it was Moses in Exodus 33 said, Lord, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't send us up from here. And that is my same prayer in this segment. Lord, if your presence isn't in this process, don't even let us start. Let us wait until your presence is there, till it shows up to help set people free. I cannot share with you how important it is or emphasize it enough, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, the ministry of the gifts, the ministry of the Word of God, and being sensitive to what Jesus wants to do in a session is really important. Many times we can get rolling on our own agenda and all of a sudden realize we're not getting anywhere. There has been times when we've been in session where we were just going along really good and all of a sudden I felt a strong presence of the Lord in session. You know what I do when I feel that? I stop and I say, Lord, what is it that you're trying to show me? What is it that you want to do? This is your ministry. This is your session. And that person in that chair is someone you greatly love and care for. So help me know. Help me know what the key is you're trying to show me so I can help set them free. And we now, 13 years later, first started out with me in a chair and Dr. Carlson. Now it's myself and a team of 25, a board of directors, a board of connecting champion of businessmen that surround us, three school systems we're working in, and two countries. Isn't God amazing? I really had to share with you my heart as a founder, things I would never compromise in this process because if you're going to be successful in it and you're going to want to be trained, you know what? You need to be a carrier of the presence of Jesus. You know, as I'm talking to you right now, I can just really feel the presence of the Lord really strong. We need to be carriers of his presence so that when we get around other people, his presence comes off us and goes on to them and provides the healing. How do you become a carrier of his presence? Hey, it's actually real simple. Spend time with the Lord. Don't just pray five minutes a day. Spend some quality time with them. Get filled up and then go out and minister. You know, that's what Jesus did. He would minister all day and at night he'd go on the mountain. He'd be with the Lord. He'd spend the night in prayer. He'd get filled up. He'd come back out of that, out of, off that mountain and he would go out and minister in the power of the Spirit. In the power of the what? In the power of the Spirit. 
God wants to use this process in an amazing, transformative way. But only the Holy Spirit, the Word of God, and the presence of Jesus can bring lasting transformation.